calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We got to get better, man. We came out last couple days and did good. This was bull. Let's turn it around. We got to have a great day today, man. Let's go. Get better. One, two, three. Get better. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Now that we found love, what are we gonna do? Shut your mouth and shut it and shut up and shut up! Do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. See, what's up with the world today, man? Can you believe that? Let's give some love to Maroon 5. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. And now. And incidentally, have you noticed what's happened to daytime television? No. It's all about the women. There's, there's Kelly, there's Rachel. There's The View, there's The Talk, there's Ellen, there's... Anderson Cooper. Anderson Our feature presentation. <laughs> is, that, is that real? Did that happen? I don't know, to be oh, honest with you. Larry. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is uh, Thursday, the 10th of Rocktober. Oh, no. That's not Rocktober at all. This is the opposite. I mean, it's... Earlier Rocktober than we're used this is how to. How it started? Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, so that happened. Hmm. Were you happy, Kevin? No. No more baseball talk. Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm happy there's no baseball talk. Okay. But I know what it feels like to be rooting for a team and to go all the way in the heartbreak of it ending soon, and then everybody starts the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And that always sucks. Yeah, that was starting during the game. It was the worst. Yeah. I was doing it a couple days ago. Uh, I It was more painful because it looked like we were going to win, maybe? Is hope, that Hope hurts. Hope hurts. That's what hope I found hurts. As 2020. Product, product of divorced parents, I'm here to tell you, hope hurts. Uh, I mean, it was... Uh, I don't know the numbers on the overwhelming number that the Dodgers were favored by. But, a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they... Uh, Not just to win the series, just to get back to the World Series. Should have been a, kind of an easy go of things. That's what they said. But, yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm not here to um, to bring this up, but I, I did say last year, I think you're insane to re-sign Kershaw, and you all, not you, or you, <laughs> but Clarify, you all listening, names. said... You don't know jack about sports if you think that they shouldn't re-sign Kershaw. I also said, you know what? Dave Roberts really doesn't know what he's doing out there. And everyone's like, oh, Allie, stick to being a girl. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Was it Popeye who had mostly the problem? Yeah. And okay. then I gave him spinach <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm stronger. You're right. real stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was gross. It was gross. You know how I get playoff poops. Yeah, I don't. 
Yeah, my stomach just starts hurting so bad. Do and you I have know... to share that stuff? With well, them? yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's relatable because mm-hmm. other people as well get playoff poops. You know, I've never heard about anyone else's. Stuff. Oh my god, so many people get playoff poops. Okay. Look at look at my Twitter last night. It was all people saying my stomach's in knots. I know I need to poop, but I can't. Yeah. I pooped my pants. Okay. Some um, people saying take a picture, which I thought. Oh, sir, oh that's sir. not where you want to go. But then it turned to playoff pukes, and then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to bed. I, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing anymore. Uh, I, a lot of people wanted to blame my Houston Astros hat yesterday on no. Twitter. And a lot of people are looking for every single and person they can lay this on. Yeah. That's what I'm alluding to. <laughs> I find it insane that people think they have any control over grown millionaires. But, you know, more power to you. Oh, Andrew Siciliano used to get so mad if he ever said, wow, no hitter going into the seventh. And people would be like, you just jinxed it, man. Right. And he would immediately be like, there is no way to jinx it. And he used to get bullied to the point where he was like, okay, I'm just, I'll just delete it. Right. I'd have to delete it. Hmm. People are insane. People, especially sports fans. Yeah. Sports fans are straight crazy. And I'm one of them. But straight crazy. Yeah. Chris, uh, Christine, what was the yeah. she? She said last year she didn't pee at one point, and that's why the Dodgers won. No, well, last year, I believe, was the year that she kept the hat on the passenger seat side of the car. Oh, yeah, that one makes that sense. That worked for a long time, I'm sure. not going to lie. But it did, did it? Yeah, my, it did. Okay, it did. All right. Until it didn't. But right, I think I last game it was I didn't pee because she didn't want to change the outcome. So I think maybe we need to check on where her hat was and if, she <laughs> if she's peeing in the hat. Her bladder. Your, uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't right. think that was the point. I thought you were thinking she peed in her hat. It's just such a bummer. It's just such a bummer. Yeah. Especially when your team is expected to at least make the World Series. Yeah. Rejected! And maybe win it, but then lose it this early? For sure they were supposed to win it. Yeah. This was like it's Yankees, Astros, Dodgers. Those are the three teams you were, you know, one of, two of those three are definitely going to be in there. So it's bad enough to make it to the World Series, then lose, but then lose way before that point is, uh, that's rough. Mugs, how you doing? I do feel good about one record that we set. Okay. Mm. Dodgers are the first team to have 106 regular season wins and not make it past the National first League Division Series. No one yeah. wants that record. That's a pretty cool record, <laughs> No though. one wants that record. You know Is what? it a cool record? Well, I'll tell you why. It's all in one record book. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it's true. Clean. It's It's right it's there. That is true. It's, it's amongst great yeah. records. Yeah. Yeah. So. Remember uh, yesterday in the meeting when I said, listen, I, I yesterday during one of the breaks, I might have said to a guest, who said, that's a great hat. And I mm-hmm. said, yeah. And he goes, what are your thoughts? And I said, they're not winning tonight. And he goes, what? really? And I said, it's just a gut feeling. They are not winning tonight. And then in the meeting, I said, listen, if if they don't win, Dave Roberts has to go. And Bean lit me up. He, yeah, he brought them to two World. You do not get rid of a man that brings them to two World Series, possibly three. How Dumb as Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. About Bean or the manager? Both. Okay. Um, oh, anyone that feels like Dave Roberts shouldn't go is an idiot and hasn't been paying attention to the last three seasons of Dodger baseball. You're a loser. Um, and uh, that's for me. I would make out with Dave Roberts right now if he walked same. in. Okay. Okay. I think Wait, he's what? A babe. Not today? Yeah, sure. Not today. Though. Today would be a rough day. Yeah, it would be a yeah, rough day. Yeah, he wouldn't be so into it. No. Yeah. Uh, going through the motions, yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't want that. His heart wouldn't be in it. Did you, I, I, I was, we, we all watched the series pretty closely. I, there was no world where I thought I'd be most mad at Howie Kendrick. <laughs> like, I was yeah, like, because it's kind of a non-factor. He had like three or four. 
errors, errors didn't yeah. he? Like, he was a mess. Yeah, he's a non-factor. Why couldn't he do that on the Dodgers? I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That, did you see someone found an old Dodgers tweet that said, like, Howie with a blast! And just everyone oh, was retweeting oh it. Oh, my God. It's like from Dear. 2015. Yeah. I'm just uh, saying, big changes need to happen in this offseason. Let me ask you just one question. And then we're yes, gonna deal I'd with- get rid of Bellinger and Seager. I would. What? Oh, yeah, no! Would. Yeah, Kelly's on fire. She's on I'm fire sale. Is anyone safe? Okay, fire I was going to say, is no. anyone safe? Too many. Too many. Um, Justin Turner is safe. That's it. Yeah. So you trade everyone. I, just, I like his red hair. <laughs> I'm a Will Smith guy. I like him. No, there I'm are a, a lot Smith of household. people that are safe, but okay. there are also big people that I'd be like, <laughs> Muggs is looking at me like, what? I get rid of Pollock. Oh, 100%. Like, he's not even a factor no. to me. No. No. He's not like he. I, it, I, I look at a Jackson Pollock painting now and I'm mad. I listen to AJ and Allie songs and I'm like, <laughs> I work with Allie right? and I hate the songs now. <laughs> we really we really glazed over the idea that someone once called in here and thought that Allie was the Allie from AJ and Allie. We didn't yeah. really focus on that enough. No, no, she we but didn't. was no, genuine about it. Hey, yeah, love the show. Allie, love your songs. But yeah. just straight. Casual. And then we were all. Wait, did like, you think uh, we didn't really even want to ask her? Career. Yeah, no. no, it was quality. Very weird. Yeah, she thought that was the case. All right, <sighs> listen. Oh, Let's talk about today's Kevin Beach, shall we? What information, man? That's what I'm telling Allie, mm-hmm. but she won't stop. Matt Money Smith, Dodgers, seven thirty. And let's keep in mind who he works for. And see if we can kind of hear some undertones that he's not allowed to say. No. Like, off the top, I'm going to say, blink twice if you'd murder Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. On the phone, you'll you're going to say, You'll hear blink. a little tap, tap, flutter. Tap, tap, tap. You'll hear it. But you, you got to be listening close to Matt Money Smith. All right. That's all I'm saying. We have Dr. Drew on the show today. Oh, my God. What the heck? Right? We had a subject planned. It was about LASIK surgery. We had all these things ready about your normal Dr. Drew scheduled break. And then, and then, and then all things, hell broke. And things then went wrong. Chaos. Wrong or right? Which way are we looking uh, at? Sure. Maybe right? I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere in between? Yeah. We'll tell you why. Woo. Uh, we'll talk to him in the six o'clock hour this morning. We also have a bathroom etiquette. Listen, um, oh. we shouldn't have to say stop touching people in the bathroom, should we? Oh my God. What happens in a guy's bathroom? That's what I'm saying. We shouldn't have to say that. Like unless, you them, unless, them unless you ask for it. Unless you ask for it. Unless you ask for it. What are you doing? I don't think it's helping a man. Oh, no. okay. Because y'all could know. If you tap Although, if you tap twice with your foot. That, I think that's the signal, yeah. That's yeah. a different Allowed. Name. Okay. You need some assistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, uh, just on my own separate note, I've been asked to shake hands with people 50. Times in a bathroom, sixteen, a lot of times. I'm like, you know, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wash my hands right here, and, and I'd then like for you to as well. I'll, I'll meet you outside if that's cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that must be odd. real weird. <laughs> it's super odd. Yeah. yeah. Jensen has get up on this where yes. he will introduce you to something new. Yes. We have R.J. Bell talking about his picks for the NFL ahead, mm-hmm. and. Dr. Drew. We have to talk oh to him. I can't. It, I, I wish we had Dr. Drew right now. I wish yeah. we had him all show. Because we have so many questions for him. But yep. he is going to come up in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll take a break and we will come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. It's time for our first look at what's happening on this Thursday, Allie. You're not going to bring up the Dodgers, are you, Allie? Why would I do that? Well, just, I just this don't. should be a Dodger-free zone just for this Yeah, it was painful. Minute? Yeah. The whole first segment hurt. Right. Okay. Right. Um, can I tell you we have three hours left for voting? 
Yes. On whether we murdered Dave Roberts. I don't, that's no, not just the kidding. No. Three hours left to vote on what song you want to hear because we're trying to do a Halloween yes. song a day. Mm-hmm. And we have three hours left. Do you want to hear Pet Cemetery by the Ramones or Dragula by Rob Zombie? Can't go wrong with either of those. Those you are can't. both great. Yeah. You can't. Um, you want to know who's in the lead right now? Yes, please. Rob Zombie, 54% over the Ramones with 46%. Just go to at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, where every vote counts, you guys. Mm-hmm. I've said it for years. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, I believe, is when we're going to be playing one of those songs. That is correct. I feel like it's important to get the vote out there. Vote or die. Register to vote on our Twitter. I don't know what happened. Kevin and me. I don't know what happened yesterday. We must have taken a look at it a little earlier, but the songs flip flopped. Uh huh. And the one that we played wasn't the one that people voted for. We sure did it make was, democracy into a joke. It was. Yeah. It was 2016. Yeah. On our show, well, we relate yeah. to losers. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We pick what we know. So Ghostbusters was like a hanging chat. Yes, it was. Is what happened? Yes. Okay. Still sounded good though. I thought so too. I kind of enjoyed it. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Well, Kevin Hart is returning to work following his life-threatening car crash last month. Remember that? Uh, yeah. He uh, plunged, well, veered off Mulholland Highway, then crashed through a wooden, wooden fence and plunged down a gully in his 1970 Plymouth Barracuda. Um, he had two other people in the car, a couple who are now reportedly planning to sue Kevin oh. over the injuries arguing that his classic car did not have proper safety harnesses or airbags. I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, there's a... Because they're they're very good friends of his. Like a trainer, right? A, yeah, his yeah. trainer. They're just very intertwined. Yeah. Don't you think Kevin Hart has so much money that he would be like, dude, yeah. whatever your medical bills are, let me take care of it. Or let insurance do its thing. Maybe this is how that gets started. Do you think? I no, I mean, honestly, I like, saying, maybe yeah. you're going to start a lawsuit and yeah. then insurance companies. Settle or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how it works, but ugh, bad situation. But he has returned to work. E! News reports the comedian has begun work on the marketing campaign for the upcoming Jumanji sequel. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Danny DeVito, Danny Glover, all co-stars, all happy to see him. And they reportedly reduced their work schedules to accommodate Kevin. So everyone's kind of coming together for that little dude. It's nice. It's nice. It's real nice. Until he gets sued by his friends. Yeah, I don't know about the whole thing. <laughs> Goddamn Kevin. <laughs> this is a uh, crazy story. $750,000 worth of jewelry was stolen from Tiny Harris's car. She's T.I.'s ex. Yeah. Who knows if they're still together. Um, by the way, that car is a 2019 Lamborghini. Um, the theft occurred while Harris was having drinks with a friend. No signs of damage or anyone breaking into the car, but they definitely took the blue velour bag with all the jewels. Items stolen, watches, earrings, the singer's wedding ring from she, rapper T.I. Yeah, why why I so much jewelry? don't know. And why in your car? car yeah. Did you say $750,000? $750,000 worth wow. of jewelry. This sounds like a Muppet movie. It's, well, yeah. It's, it's definitely a caper. Yeah. But a blue velour bag. Uh, I mean, isn't that just that saying, like, hey, diamonds take, inside. <laughs> yeah. take, I just did a heist. Here <laughs> yeah. is where everything is held. Feel free to take it yeah. from my 2019 Lamborghini. No one's yeah. put their keys in a velour bag. You know what I mean? Like, no one's put yeah. just normal stuff no, in there. No, there's not a book. No. You don't have no. of mice and men no. in that velour bag. <laughs> like there's, I would. 
There's no mixed nuts or snacks no. in your velour bag. It's it's insane to me. Uh, well, Every time we hear a story like this, we ask the same question. Who's carrying who's around $750,000 worth of jewelry? I do not know. That's crazy. None I, of it makes sense. I remember sense. when I was a kid and we rented a lot of blockbuster movies, my mom would always be like, don't leave those out. Put them under the seat. People will steal them. Because remember when movies were like $100? Like in order to own... Do you know what I'm talking about? It was no. VHS tapes more than DVDs. They were that expensive? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, they instead of you... renting them, you would buy them for that much? It, it, it was barely offered. You couldn't buy VHS tapes. It oh was my. like They were, like, for the richies. They were, like, the most rich people you knew had them. Oh, well... Okay. But then even if you were poor and something happened to her, you didn't return it or whatever, yeah. you get charged. Like, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my, mom, cost, my yeah. mom would say, hide it. Like, people would break in our car and be like... I want the River Wild with, you know, Meryl Streep. <laughs> I was trying to think of VHS tapes call. we owned. And I definitely owned Annie okay. because I actually wore one out to the point where my dad's like, do I have to buy another Annie on VHS? Because And, of course, that's an understood no. Wait, you wait, did. Is it the Absolutely. Big, did you have, like, the big case? The, yeah. like, hard plastic Oh, one? yeah. Oh, my God. What did it feel like to have money? Oh, I mean, it was pretty cool. Wow. Totally loaded. Yeah, that's why I can't relate with anything. I, I relate to Tiny Harris right. and her 750000 God, I wish I could relate to that. Velour bag, too. Your mom needs to talk to Tiny. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah keep it under the Although, car seat. It's possible she learned her lesson. <laughs> I really that's hope a, that's she did. That's a tough lesson right if there. If you're trying to rob my mom, just look under the car seat. <laughs> She's been telling me it since I was now, five. But no. it's a VHS. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So tons of VHS tapes. Yeah. Uh, this story I'm not quite sure I get, but then the more I think about it, maybe I'm into it. A Missouri bar is trying a very unusual business model. They're charging its customers by the hour instead of by the drink. The bar is called Open Concept, and they charge a cover at the door in exchange for being able to enjoy unlimited numbers of drinks that vary depending on the price package. Here's what the website says, which is so gross, but at our bar, we don't sell drinks. We sell time. No. Okay, that's gross. But if you think about it, there's no line at the bar because there's no money being exchanged, so it's quicker. And then when I saw this and I was like, all right, we serve mostly drafts, so we turn around orders quickly. So if you're just going to this bar to get draft beer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's quicker. Yeah. And throw down 30 bucks at the door and you're like, all right, now I'm in here for a few hours and unlimited beer. I'm kind of turning on the story. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> so this it. is like a buffet. So, Essentially. Yeah, or like when you go to it's a wedding, a it's open bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you just have to pay to get in. Yeah. Drink it. Just saying. Hmm. I think I'm into it, you guys. I'm not really under... I don't understand. That's ridiculous. Okay. Sorry about that. You guys want to hear some birthdays? Sure. Uh-huh. About Mario Lopez. I think he's a Dodger fan. He's probably sad today. Hey, which... hey, we just mentioned that I we mean, weren't we going to... No, it's good. Okay. It. It's kind of cool that Mario Lopez is bummed, though, right? Well, sure. Um, okay. okay. Bradley Whitford, Dale Earnhardt Jr., David Lee Roth, and Rose MacGyver. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. We're all very bummed today. Yeah. yeah. You would because think of what happened Do- last night. Yeah, you would think the Dodgers had a chance, and, and that, that hurts. Mm-hmm. That definitely hurts. Right. But then to find out that a member of our own family lost uh, on his first appearance of the mass singer it it was like worse and to find out not only deceiving us but his family yeah he's lying to like his, his family had no idea that he was an eagle good morning dr drew i knew i was in trouble when i saw 
Allie on Twitter just with a long no. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many questions for you oh about this God. show. Where do you want to I'm start, here. Drew? How well, long have you been you working? Tell me. I, How long have you been working uh, what? on this? How long have you been working uh, on this? It started like in June. Uh, oh. the, the secret the secret project began. Oh, my god! And it's, it's crazy. Anybody who finds out, you have to literally plunk down a non-disclosure agreement in front of them and go, sign this. Mm-hmm. If somebody finds out for some reason, like one of my sons was living at home, and it turns out I had a pretty bad vocal cord injury, and so they had to start rehabbing me back in June. And these coaches were showing up three times a week, and these I was like, nah, I'm preparing for another national anthem. He's like, three times a week? Here, sign this paper. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you could only say you love America so much before you broke. <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew, I worked on the first season as a, a writer and producer, and I know that we used to mask up like agents and managers, like anyone who even shows up with a celebrity who's a mass yep. singer. We had to put yep. in costume You're also. Kidding. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Anybody who's associated in any way, but this year they just said, "Don't, don't show up. We don't, don't want to put anyone. you guys. In. If you show up, there's gonna be a sheet over your head. That's it. You know. <laughs> That's and, racist. By the way, I got to tell you something. Good for you because the product. It's a, such a great production, and it, oh my god, is it complicated? It's well, this complicated. is what I do love about the Mass Singer. It's the dumbest show on TV. But they commit 110%. I do love that. Yeah. I mean, we used to watch it, and I'd go, this is the stupidest show. And then I went, it's going to be huge. Yes. It was almost (laughs) They were, like, so connected. Uh, Did you you have fun, Drew? I had a blast. I, I, I... I, you know, if you saw last season, Terry Bradshaw, when he goes voted out, I was like, thank you. This is so stressful. And <laughs> right. I, had, I had definitely had that feeling. But then if you saw Layla Ali get kicked off, she said, I never lose. I'm, a, I'm undefeated champion. This is so uncomfortable to get kicked off. Wow. And so I had both feelings. Like, I don't want to lose. And, oh, thank God this is over. But I missed all the people. You know, you, you were sort yeah. of like a part of a community, and then you're just cast out like all reality shows do to you. Now, and did they uh, tell- I missed everybody. I wanted to ha- I just wanted to hang around and play some more. That's all. Yeah. Did they tell you, listen, we need you for this chunk of time, like beginning to end, because we don't know when you're going to be let go, and you just kind of had to roll with that? Yes, it was terrible. You have to tell you have to you have to essentially block out the entire filming season just yes. in case. And I kept saying, I know that's not going to happen, but I had to at least block out three or four shows just in case. Yeah. And uh, and it's you're telling people well, I'm not available here. I'm not available. And they're like, why? I, I can't tell you. It's it was it was very challenging. And then all of a sudden I was available again. It, it, you know, I do lots of podcasts, right? What? Yeah. And yeah. that whole schedule was upside down. They were like, like, why can't you tell me? Are you on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, that's not so secret. Uh, did you find it liberating, Drew, to go up there and not have people know who you are and get to sing? Like that that is what they depend on celebrities wanting to do the show is like no no preconceived judgments, nothing, just go up and be something you never are. It's I mean, he's uncanny. never been an eagle. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a new guys. It's uncanny how weird that is. I, I, I you know, the, the and you know that there's a lot of interaction between me and the judges that doesn't go on the, yeah. on the television. Right. They, 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 it's like a 10 or 15 minute interaction. It gets, you know, edited down to one minute. And what I told them, I said, it's like this is like the cloak of invisibility or like the ring of Gyges. You you put this thing on and it it drives you. I have no idea where anything came from. It's just I knew it wasn't me and it was intense and I just was going with it. Just before it was we very pl- interesting. Just before we play a clip of you singing as an eagle, did you get to pick the <laughs> eagle? Did you get to pick the costume? Strangely, when you have your original meeting, they they the you know you first meet with the producers. You know what what are you going to be? And 
I came for some some reason because of all the national anthems and, and stuff. I thought I'll think sing another anthem, and oh god, if I was if I were like a bald eagle, that'd be interesting. And they presented the eagle to me. I was like, oh, wow. okay, perfect. Wait, you That's hadn't even said anything? I hadn't said anything. They said we think we could pick the good eagle. I was like, all right, I'm in. Wow. But I didn't know it was so. So here, so I launched into learning all these Sinatra songs and Michael Bublé and American anthems. And then I put the costume on. I was like, "Oh crap! This is, we have to. This is something totally different. This is a rock eagle. This is an entirely different direction." No R&B eagle here. I thought I was a crooner eagle. Now I got to do meatloaf. You did. You did meatloaf. Here's a little clip of uh, you singing "Meatloaf" dressed as a bird, which mm-hmm. is a sentence no one's ever said before. Sure. As long as your dreams are coming true, you better believe it. And I would do anything for. That's a solid oh no, by the uh, way. Ironically, that song is about dressing up like an eagle on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> was I it, was going to hold a handkerchief, but I forgot. Was it difficult to sing <laughs> through the contest? Through, I mean, through the costume. Was it? Did that make it hard oh, to yeah, sing? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. impossible. It's impossible. You can't hear anything. You, you have the ear things in, but it's still... And, you know, I had a big dance team around me, too, that yeah. I was trying to contend with. And you can't see anything. You can't hear anything. Yeah, and the mic, you know, you, it's hard to use the mic because you're put, pushing it against a, yeah. a plastic mesh in front of your face. Yeah, we, <laughs> so we, used, we used to have to make sure that, that people were going to get walked off the stage. Because like, they can't see. Oh, yeah, because they'll fall, fall off. Oh, yeah. If you noticed, yeah, if you notice, I'm kind of wandering around playing around, and they got very upset with that because they were convinced I was going to step off the stage. I could see down very clearly. I knew exactly where the stage was. I just couldn't see anything else. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I would have been petrified by not being able to see everything around me on a stage on television. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, everything about it is crazy. Everything about it is crazy, but you're invisible. So it's it's you can do whatever the the, the moment demands. So Ken Jong, Jenny McCarthy, Nicole Scherzinger, and Robin Thicke are the judges. Mm-hmm. And yes. who guessed Adam Carolla? Was that how Jenny funny McCarthy. is that? Jenny McCarthy, <laughs> who you know well, very well, whom I know well, and I was giving her so much crap about it. I was like, "Come on, Jenny, you got all the way to Carolla. Can you go one step further? Like like in like anywhere in the universe, Howard Stern or Adam Carolla are going to do this show. No way. <laughs> but you know what? I almost... if you want to take two people off the list immediately. Those two, take them off the list. You know what though? It is very odd when because that was one of my my real gig was dealing with the judges, and sometimes they would hear a voice and connect it with something else from that voice. So like they heard your uh, voice, and she was like, "Oh, Adam Carolla," because. Because she knows you from Adam Kroll and Love Life. Yes. It's like you don't yes. get one to one. Sometimes it goes one to two, uh, and that makes right. total sense to me. But yeah. I assume that a lot of people still to this day think, oh, wait a minute, you can sing like that? Even though you've been Great. doing this for years. Yeah. You know, doing I, know. The, I saw you do the national anthem at the Kings game. Fantastic. Yeah. But doesn't Jenny McCarthy know that? You know what I mean? No, so if she's it, thinking it, Love Line, oh, she doesn't know that? No, she doesn't know that, and and it's so it's so weird when you you know people know parts of you, but they don't know the whole thing, right? Right. So the, literally, people were like, "Love line, what's that?" Okay, so you know what I mean? There's they, are they? I know you from Teen Mom, but oh, okay. <laughs> and so it, yeah, it's like it's very weird. And Drew but, looks. Uh, Drew, it, you look like a certain like you have a certain look to you. Like it, when you go down the street for the last ten fifteen years, everyone has known who you are, right? Like at least here in yeah. L.A. where you live, and. I, like, it, did you feel the anonymous of like, did you, were you excited to not be noticed again in a weird way? 
everything about it. You ever, you ever heard the, the myth of the ring of Gyges? It's a famous platonic myth about this ring you can put on and be invisible. And what would you do? Right. I, I had a vivid experience with that. <laughs> it really was something else. And I liked it. You wanted to like go out and get a beer at a, at a bar. And, I, I want to be invisible. Walk around be invisible, Even if it means I want to be in, right. I want to be invisible. Even if it means being dressed up like a giant Eagle. <laughs> that would be amazing. If you went in for your Dr. Drew appointment and he came in in the Eagle outfit, the eagle outfit. This is like, this is my, so, life. This is my life now. So, so looking at your chart. Yeah, this is, <laughs> wait, what? I, who I like, am. He said, my son figured it out. I, I would have been funny if he was like, he found feathers all over the house and I had to, I had to answer for it. How did you prepare for the songs? Did you have other songs prepared? In case you went to week two and three, uh, the next, Sinatra, the next yeah. song was gonna. We were going full uh, rock. The next song was gonna be "Pour Some Sugar on Me," Def Leppard. Oh, damn you, Judges oh, in America! First the Dodgers, now this. Oh, oh. I mean, let's hear a little of it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what He's not wearing this the way, costume. You and me, babe. Hey, hey! I just started it. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, <laughs> He's got to wear the suit. It was so close. Will yeah. you come in here in the suit and do it? <laughs> if they would give it to me, I would do that. Oh, I think we found Ali's kink. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Drew, I was, my first response was, you let us down. But then my second response is, you... you you either want to get off first or last. You either want to win it. That is exactly that's exactly how I felt. It's like mission accomplished. I don't I don't <laughs> want to drag this out. I'm going to be out soon anyway. And by the way, they up the game this year with the singers. I mean, there are some yeah. really talented singers in there. And, and my wife just the whole time was like, "Really? You thought you're going to pe- compete with these people?" I'm like, "No." no really <laughs> well, we're proud of you, Drew. That was awesome. You went out there and did it. Super fun. Well, thank you. I, I, I'm so impressed that you were part of that team because it really is a high quality team and and. Uh, just uh, everything about it was really fun. One last thing, you know, Ken Jong, who I've also known for years, yeah. used to sit in for me on Love Line. Yeah, yeah, you brought that in. up to him, and he was yeah. like, "Wait, I used well, to." Uh, last year, he I didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know that Margaret Cho was on the show, and she played his sister I on know. his TV show. <laughs> so I don't know if this is <laughs> a real coup. Up. Yeah, I, I, but I brought up because you, again, they cut this out. He goes, he goes, I know who you are. I used to sit in for you on your talk show. You're. Craig Ferguson. I was like, oh, my God. That was a surprise. You can follow Dr. Yeah. Drew on Twitter at Dr. Drew. Also, Dr. Drew does Middays Live Monday to Friday, 12 to 3 p.m. on 790 KABC. The website is drdrew.com, where you can find all the podcasts, and the app is Heal. See a doctor in the comfort of your own home. Dr. Drew. The Eagle. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. And thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. See you. This is the last time we'll ever discuss something like this. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursdays, we talked to Dr. Drew. Check. Did Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I see here that we're going to talk to Omar about getting touched in the bathroom. Oh. Which haven't done that yet. We have to do. I mean, that that if we find out that he was touched in a bathroom, we are legally obligated to talk about it on our radio. I think show. that's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a legal thing. Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. Uh, and we're going to talk to uh, Matt Money Smith about the uh, Dodgers. Uh, uh, also on Thursdays, Jensen, you have get up on this. I do, and it's this uh, it's Halloween time, so it gets spooky as hell. 
We're gonna get you up on something spooky. For the month of October is meant to be scary. So Jensen's gonna get you up on something new. And it's Halloween time. Let's all scream boo. Get up on this. It's time to get up on this. Get up on this. You don't want to miss. Get up on this. It's pure horror bliss. Get up on this. It's time to get up on this. All right. That's uh, pretty strong. It is. It's the spooky edition to get up on this. A reminder for those who missed last week, I'm going to be picking three scary movies uh, every Thursday. Ones that I think deserve more attention in the holiday season. You know, here. Maybe people missed. Whatever. That's right. Yeah. You, uh, we're chronicling them all, as always, at krock.com. So I, I would love to have some of you follow along and watch the movies as I pick them. Got a lot of tweets uh, last week from people who watched the three and liked them. One today from a guy who watched Unfriended and said it was garbage. <laughs> wanted to say that out loud. All right. First up this week is a Netflix movie called Hush. Not heard of it. All right. It's directed by Mike Flanagan, who's best known for his much celebrated series, Haunting of Hill House, which Love. everybody loved, and the upcoming Doctor Sleep, which Ali won't stop oh, talking about. Can't, can't wait. wait. Uh, but this one is is his 2016 slasher thriller uh, that got my attention originally with him, and it stars Flanagan's real-life Kate, uh, Kate Siegel, who ends up in all of his movies. She's great. Uh, she also co-wrote this one with him, and she plays Maddie, a woman who, when she was 13, lost uh, her hearing from, uh, I, I think it's meningitis. She lost her hearing and uh, ability to speak mm-hmm. uh, temporarily. Mm-hmm. But then when they try to fix it, they, they blow it and she completely becomes deaf and mute for the rest of her life. Oh, okay. okay. Miscalculation. Right. Quite a roller coaster. Imagine what it was like for her. Uh, okay. So she becomes a popular author of thriller books. And uh, to sort of kickstart her writer's block, she isolates herself with a place in the woods. And all- Never good. Oh, that's great. Never good. And- Always a place in the woods, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has just a cat. That's all, that's all oh, she has. Oh, just a cat in the and woods. And the cat's going to eat right. her because going to die. And the only communication she has appears to be with her neighbor, Sarah. And then one night, a mass killer chases Sarah over to Maddie's house only to kill her right at her door. <gasps> now, the thing is, he thinks he got caught. He just oh, got he, he had to chase after this woman. Right. This is a nightmare for him. Well, she didn't hear it. Interesting. See so well, she can see. She, she can see. Oh. She just can't talk. Okay. Okay. Well, the movie's not over. Uh, and so the rest of the film is an intense and sort of well-directed cat and mouse chase uh, between the two of them. She uses her abilities as a writer of thrillers to sort of predict what's going to happen next. It's a little bit torturous at times. There is no dialogue really in the movie. So of any the well, whole movie kind of I mean oh, wow. it, basically it starts with a little bit of talk but then after that she can't and he doesn't need to so there's just grunting and yelling so uh, I didn't have a clip and I've mostly been picking clips all right grunting and yelling I, I watched it, it last night uh, <laughs> you watch it every night <laughs> so instead I pulled a few seconds from the Fresh Prince's Nightmare on My Street which has nothing to do with it but boy it's a bad Halloween song okay yeah. walked in the house the big bad Fresh Prince but Freddy killed all that noise real quick he grabbed me by my neck and said. <laughs> All right. Was, I got to tell you, I love that song. Oh, I don't so, hate it. It's a terrible song. Me and you. It's a terrible song, terrible but I love song. it. Yeah. Uh, Hush is inventive and exciting, working with uh, almost nothing to cause this tremendous stress. It's it's great. And the best part about it, one hour and 21 minutes. There you go. Oh, Jensen loves a short a movie. Spot. That's my first pick, Hush. Second pick this week is a movie called Creep. 
Uh, this is a 2014 found footage psychological drama directed by a guy named Patrick Bryce, who also directed a little indie gem that I love called The Overnight. But this was his first thing, and it's co-written with the great Mark Duplass. Oh, oh wow. And so it's sensitive? It's, well, no, it's a horror. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a horror movie. And it stars only Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass. Oh. The guys who wrote wow. it and, uh, and Bryce directed it. They star in it, okay? And they can't talk? Well, no, they can talk. They this can one, talk. Yes, okay. this one talks. It follows Aaron. Uh, we watch it in first person, right? Uh, it's played by Bryce, who's a videographer who answers a classified ad placed by Joseph, uh, played by Duplass. And uh, you see the whole movie through the camera lens because Joseph has asked him to record something for his unborn son. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tape something coming to my house. Help me out because I only have months to live. I've beaten cancer uh, as a kid, but it's back and now I uh, it's in my brain. Okay, so I need to video these things. Leave a message for my child, for my yes. kid. Uh, they meet at his vacation house, and he says his wife is out of town, and it gets crazy from there. <laughs> the odd behavior. Don't have a vacation house, no, people. That's never. Mm-hmm. Or just don't is go. Is it to in it. the woods? It's in the woods. Of course it is. It's in the woods. (laughs) The odd behavior at first just comes off as a quirk, but it gets nuts. And you realize that Aaron is probably in for more than the ad suggested. Uh, The movie relies on improv conversation between Bryce and Duplass, much like all of uh, Duplass's other movies. Uh, It may be slow for some, but it's got a slow build and the utter confusion is what makes it so scary. Uh, And also, this is a clip. You ready for this? Joseph. This is called an adventure. We don't know exactly where we're going, but I have a feeling. When you follow those feelings, great things can happen. Don't ever forget that. Joseph? All right, I'm in. Uh, The best part about it? One hour and 22 minutes. (laughs) There you go. Thirdly, the last pick is a movie called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Either of you seen I it? have not seen any of the three so. of these. Great. This has recently seen a resurgence in talk. People are like, this movie should have gotten more attention because it's on Netflix and, and they really push it during Halloween. It was originally released in 2016 and it stars Emile Hirsch and Brian Cox as father-son coroners. Okay. Uh, which should be enough. What a party family, huh? That should, <laughs> that should be it. I should say that and you guys should be like, I should go see that. Those are both good actors and playing coroners. Great. When they have to examine the body of an unidentified Jane Doe, things become extremely supernatural very quickly. Her body was found at the scene of a multiple homicide, and the coroners realize there's no external signs of trauma, but her wrists and ankles have been shattered, her tongue cut out, her oh. lungs burned to a third degree, and much more unexplainable traumas. Then, oh. then the hallucinations start. Lights start flickering. Uh, it, it, it just becomes chaos for them. And uh, this is a clip of Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox. Emil starting to get scared of the autopsy they're performing. Dad, how about we just finish this in the morning? Mark needs a COD tonight. We're not even close. When we start something, we finish it. No, don't. Don't do that. It's Great. Some people might feel let down by the ending, but the journey is awesome. And it's one of those, how did I not hear about this movies? Especially if, for Halloween, if you're like, what horror movie have we not seen? This is perfect. And I'll give you another reason why it's perfect. Yes. One hour and 26 minutes. <laughs> Still, I'm under an hour and a half almost yeah. for every movie I've picked. I yeah. make fun of you for not wanting a movie after uh, longer than an yeah. hour and a half. I yeah. do make fun of you for that. Yep. I've never seen a movie and went, I wish it was longer. There you go. Yep. That's that's what I'm talking about. Those are the three movies this week. Hush, Creep, and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. All very easy to watch streaming. Little to no work on your uh, end to to find them. Uh, That's it. That's my picks. Uh, That's this week on this spooky Get Up On This. Get Up On This. That was Get Up On This. 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Omar is joining us now with a very scary Halloween hey. story. <laughs> is it scary? <laughs> you know, well... So our bathroom is gross and disgusting. Correct. And and I mean, yeah, talk about scary. It looks like one of these bathrooms that you see in like a saw film. Yeah. Okay. Like like like, like every time I go to the urinal, it's wet underneath. Like like oh, people don't right. have don't aim. Need okay. too much right, detail. Right, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's insane. And there's so much toilet paper on the floor, even yeah. at like six a.m. It's, it's really in weird. There? I, don't I don't know. Have no idea. It looks like there's been a full-on riot in yeah. there every time you walk in. Yeah. And the lighting is really poor. So when you Flickering. look at yourself in the mirror, you're like. No. What? Oh, it is soft. Yeah, it, yeah. No, it looks like uh, a bathroom after Katrina. <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. So yesterday I'm going number one, and I feel somebody walk behind me and go into the stall to take care of business. Now, do you know okay. who it is? At this point, I don't know who it okay. is. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up, and I go to where there's three sinks, and I'm, I'm in the middle one, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm washing my hands, mm-hmm. and then this person comes out of the stall. And I'm, at this point, drying my hands. Mm -hmm. So he's walking behind me again, and then I think he's going to go to the first sink, which is to my left. Right past you. Right Mm -hmm. past Uh me. So he says, good morning, Omar, before washing his hands, and he gives me a double tap on the shoulder and walks right out the door. What? Never washes his hands? Never washes his hands. (laughs) And, like, everything happened so fast that I'm, I'm like... Uh, dumbfounded, and I'm like sh- in shock, and I, I just stood there so for a couple of seconds. Your shoulders are pee stained. Oh. I-, I got yeah, it's all pee on my shoulders. Right. Hopefully, Hopefully pee. That's, uh, <laughs> Why did he go in the stall? Exactly. I don't know. Number two. Was it Dave, right? King of Mexico? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so you so have sex with me? Has this person ever? Because some people are very touchy. And yeah. By the way, I and, love and this by guy. the way, and not not in a terrible way. That's not what I'm talking about. Some people just that's yeah, how yeah, they, 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 they say they hello by that. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I, I see this guy around, mm-hmm. and it's always, "Hey, how are you?" Kind of like a hand wave. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's up, dude? Like kind of like that. You know, good morning from a distance. Exactly. Right. Never once. I haven't even never sh- shook his hand. I don't think I have either. Yeah, he's just not that type. And it's Jensen, isn't it? It's not. I knew who it was. I will always wash my hands. But I was like. What is happening here? Like who it goes does to take the your stall? Mi- it does take your mind a few seconds to sort of grasp everything yeah. that just happened. And by that time, he's gone. <laughs> also, I walked out like I was, was just being molested. Like I was like, what? what just you kind of were. Yeah. You kind of were. Also, I, like, I, I mean, this little opens- sad Omar <laughs> yeah. just slinking yeah. out of the bathroom. This opens a bigger conversation about bathrooms. I, the etiquette. I just don't. You don't even know each other. Like, don't, don't look at each other. Even, even if, if you, it's your best friend. Even yeah, if you do just, know yeah. each other. No, it's just, hey, hey, that's it. And then keep moving. <laughs> Isn't it the worst when you're uh, next to somebody in the urinal and they say, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm like, like, like I, I'm take, trying to take care of business. Yeah, and I have stage fright as it is. Like, right. you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I got to concentrate When there. you say you have stage fright, does that mean you wait for people to leave? Uh, when I go number two, yeah. You oh, do? Yeah, yeah. You, you're looking two. at me. Let I can't even do it. Out. Yeah, I can't even do it. I can't poo when there's There have been times where. It was Ruben. No. <laughs> it wasn't oh. There have been times where I go into this restroom and I have the fear, and I have to suppress the fear because there's there's somebody there. I well, that's like very considerate of you. Yeah, to be honest. Is, uh, yeah. I will say this: uh, very different for women in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are like, don't even no eye contact, don't do anything. In a women's bathroom, like 
especially like at a bar or something, you chat with everyone in there. Like you could say to a woman, oh my gosh, that lipstick color is gorgeous. What color is it? She's digging in her purse. You're now trying on her lipstick. It's a camaraderie. We are all buddies in the bathroom. But is your bathroom Katrina bathroom? No. Okay. No, they're usually not that bad. Also, I don't mean to remind you, but we did learn here on this show that Poo splash goes up about four yeah, feet. Yeah, we did. So, uh, by the way, it's nine. Can go nine. Feet. So, if you're putting on lipstick, just keep that in mind. <laughs> well, this was long before I heard that story. <laughs> that bathroom is just covered in feces for <laughs> sure. Plus, women. So, you know, we don't poo. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, so, what did you do? So, I, 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 I walked out, and um, I, I see this person in the in the mail room, and he, he's kind of just you know M A L E, and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, and. Um, I just kind of turn my head and just walk towards, you know, where it's, the studios it's are. It's different now. And, and, it's and, it's yeah. so your life is before that experience and after. Yeah, and I have to burn the jacket I was wearing. Well, absolutely. <laughs> you definitely yeah. have to. I have, it's weird, I have, I feel like I'm lucky that anyone wants to say hi to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm always fine to say hi and everything yeah. else, but I mean, there have been more than 10 times where people in the bathroom want to shake your hand no really yes mm. and i just go um i really appreciate it but i'm can we wait till we go 12 feet out the door we both washed our hands is that cool wow. i even think it's weird if someone like brings a soda at like a dodger game like brings a soda into the bathroom like don't like don't bring anything in the bathroom just go do your thing and walk out like get out don't don't dilly dally in there don't nothing <laughs> don't check your phone even just get get in there wash your hands walk out i'm just glad they took the troughs remember the troughs they used to have in the oh, stadiums yeah. Oh, yeah. i'm oh, yeah. glad they took those off because i have such stage fright mm. that i would be there for like 10 minutes just concentrating <laughs> oh, trying to... oh my god <laughs> were you thinking come on come yeah, on come on totally. people are watching yeah, me absolutely i was just like so nervous i was like oh my god i remember being at so many laker games with that exact same trough really and it yeah. was just I mean, you're standing side by side with somebody. It's, it's Guys are very different than girls in this way. That's why I did the bathroom interviews way back in the day, because guys do not want to even say hi. No, don't, don't say a word. Mm-hmm. And there's one one pet peeve of mine is like, how many how many times are you allowed to tap before it's too many? Because there's dudes out there that you catch at the, you know, kind of like. You're talking uh, you about per- the shake. Yeah, the shake. Okay. Oh, the, a tap is very yeah, different. Yeah, tap is that different. That means you, oh, you want sorry, a little. Oh, my bad. A little yeah, help right, with right. The Maybe shit. that's not why your... that guy touched you. Oh, my God. I was tapping. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have tapped. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, it's Mama Mugs. Look at it this way. At least the kids of the Dodgers can go trick-or-treating with their dads now. Oh. Jeez, Rip Taylor had a better October than Kershaw. Good callback. Dave Roberts, I hope you updated your LinkedIn. See you next season. Shut up, Mama Mugs. I'm, I'm happy she's gone for one. You I mean, shut up she's, with your negativity and your nonsense. She remains undefeated. She, she is 3 now. Matt Money Smith joins us this morning. Good morning, Matt. What's happening, guys? How we doing? <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, what's up, Allie? You know, just uh, thinking about the Dodgers and all the changes I'd make, you know. So here's uh, here's my question. Is... I've always kind of wondered if this applies to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you, like, avoid reading the sports page, avoid sports center, avoid, you know, all of that when a loss like that happens? Do you just shut it down or do you want to hear what everybody has to say? 
Um, I can only speak for myself in hockey, and I don't want to hear a thing. Yeah, if I didn't work here, I, I'd be on full uh, break. <laughs> I, I, blind spots everywhere. I, I want right. to see how Dave Roberts even tries to explain himself. I want to read that because I want to seethe, and I want to be angry, and I want to imagine him going into his office and seeing all of the higher-ups there with Joe Madden say, dude, sit down. You're not going to make it out of here alive. And then they kill him. Okay, well, maybe sorry, they're what? They don't kill him. They don't kill him. I'm going to not participate in that part okay. of it. But, they don't uh, kill okay. him. Right. But okay. this dude has a lot of explaining to do. So, yeah, if I would definitely check the trades for that. So, you know, because it was happening in the moment, um, there was not a baseball person. I was kind of, you know, when the game's going on, you're in a text group, and, and it's people that cover the Dodgers that, you know, I'm just kind of chatting with and, bouncing things around what because i wasn't at the stadium we were there early but i left i had some stuff to do with the kids so i'm sitting watching it on tv and when kershaw comes out i send a text to david vasse that just says sweet jesus and he writes back i think it'll be fine and sure enough he strikes out eating on three pitches and but, I basically send like a whew, close kind of emoji, whatever and there's we both no agree. way he's coming back out there's well, no way like, yeah, Eaton is not Rendon or Soto. You know, that's kind of like Trey Turner's good, Eaton's good, but it's those next two that are some of the best players, like legitimate MVP candidate players. And as we were then whipping it around with some other guys that cover the Dodgers, we were all speculating, hey, there's no one up in the bullpen. There's no way he's sending Kershaw back out there. There's just no way. There's nothing in in baseball over the course of 2019 that would suggest that would be the right play. You bring in Maeda to get out Rendon because he is your best righty in the bullpen, and then you bring in Kolarik to, to get Soto out because he's made a fool of him every time he's faced him in this series. And then you figure out, is it Joe Kelly for an out? Is okay. it... Is it Kenley Jansen for a four-out take? When Kershaw emerged from that dugout, I did not find a single person on a Twitter timeline in our chat group that we were texting that thought that was the right play. Not one. Is like, that that's a, what's crazy about it. Not one. Was that decision the end of Dave Roberts' career here? I don't think so. I mean, they just signed him to a three-year extension. Beat I mean, it, literally Dave. just Beat signed it. him to a three-year I don't think that matters, does it? It shouldn't to a team that makes as much. If they don't think he's the guy, you know, and, and I had kind of, you know, Andy McCullough sent something out that I, and he's a great baseball writer, uh, knows a ton more about baseball than I do. He's been covering it forever. And he wrote, you know, it just shows you how little faith Dave has in Joe Kelly and Kenley Jansen. And I replied, I said, no, this is, this is Dave Roberts trying to write a fairy tale yeah. with a happy ending. Yeah, redemption, and- a redemption story. Yeah, Yeah. and it it was very reminiscent of the critique that Pete Carroll took for Russell Wilson and his, you know, not necessarily pet project, but hey, look how smart we are, the Seahawks, by drafting a 5'10 quarterback who's going to win the Super Bowl MVP because he didn't the first time around because it was all defense. And look what it got him. It got him at pick six, you know, an interception in the end zone that ended the game. And I think that's what you fall into. You cannot be emotional, you know. And, And look, Clayton's one of the best pitchers of his era if not the best pitcher of his era from a regular season standpoint. So you want to give him that happy ending and repeat 2016 when he got that save. And you can't do that. I'm relatively sure I saw his soul leave his body. Yeah, you know what? That was – and I didn't like it. I mean, I did not like – look, I work with one of the great 
awesome guys in all of sports, Philip Rivers, who's the quarterback of the Chargers, and to a man, teammates will lay in front of a bus for him. But when things go bad, his demeanor changes, and, and he gets angry, and he gets frustrated um, because he's so competitive. Failure just it, it kind of wrecks his very being. And yeah. I did not like that look on Clayton. It's like, hey, dude, you just blew it. But every other one, there are 20, however many guys, there's, what, nine in the field. So there's 15 guys standing on that top rail, you know, cheering for Maeda to get these outs, and you're just sulking. Yeah. And when he does get those outs and it stays tied and you sit on that bench and every other guy is high-fiving Maeda and trying to get that energy back, he's still just sitting there. And to me, that's just a bad look, man. Yeah. You cannot do that. Question, do you think money like uh, a guy who's as good as Clayton Kershaw, who, like you said, arguably the best of his era, is it true that someone can... In the regular re- season. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it true that someone could really have a postseason you know, jinx kind of feel to him. Like, is that real that he goes in there and on October he's different? I can see it's a mental thing, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think A, mental, sure. You know, when pressure comes, you can't, you know, you don't breathe the same. You're, you know, maybe you're sweating more. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, all of those things can come into play. But I think, you know, it was something that plagued Greg Maddox his entire career, you know, that that he had these awesome regular season stats and his postseason stats were just average. And he had some good outings and some bad outings. I think the problem with the playoffs, and we saw it with, you know, and, and look, he, it, this isn't, I can, I can make a case that it is this one out, you know, this, this six out stretch that ruined the Dodgers season this year. But, you know, if you, if you kind of string it out over the course of five games, you've got a guy that's going to win the MVP in Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. who was not good. You have Corey Seager, who was an MVP candidate two seasons, three seasons ago, who was terrible yeah. a free agent signing their biggest free agent signing aj pollock who went zero for what 13 with 11 strikeouts i mean like there's more to it than just this one decision and i and the point i'm trying to get at is here are three guys that had really good seasons one is going to win the mvp but when you get into the playoffs everybody's great yeah. there's no more padres there's no more of these bottom giants these bottom feeders that, you know, the Pirates, the Reds, that you were just feasting on and piling up all these stats and these wins and going seven innings for Kershaw with zero earned runs, now you have to face one of the five best teams in all of baseball and go through that order three, four times or face, you know, in in the case of Rendon and Soto, two guys that will be top five in MVP voting. And that changes everything. You know, like that's that's different than than facing the eight and nine hitter. So many are you really saying that you don't think Roberts should be should be cut? You you need to get rid of that manager. You're saying, well, oh no, give him another chance, Robert. <laughs> I I don't look. I, I think if you go if you go back through, it's very hard to win. I know I'm stammering here. You sure are. So many <laughs> and I, I get who you so work so for. Things, right. This is a no, no. It's okay. There's so much. The team won 106 games. Yes. The team had home field advantage, so the play like he he was a great manager throughout the course of a 162 game season. He was a good manager through the course of the first four games of this series. There wasn't really any gap that he made. You know, you could argue with a couple of the shifts in the Rich Hill game, um, and should he have brought Urias out, having just pitched two innings, but it was only 15 pitches and, and they so, were non-stress pitches. So you're so like saying when it stuff, when it counts, when it's on the line, that's when he f's up huge. Um, I just think this was an emotional decision for him. Okay, that he but, shouldn't know, have made, Kershaw and a good manager wouldn't have right, made Robert. it. The guy has to go. Beat it. You leave. <laughs> Pollock leaves. Seager leaves. I'm 
ticked off at Bellinger right now, and God damn it, you yeah. shouldn't have re-signed Kershaw in the first place. Good night, well, everybody. I mean, that's look, that's that's the, that's unfortunately sports is emotional, you know, and 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 they have fans, and fans have more number twenty-two jerseys that that frequent that stadium than any other venue in the world when it comes to sports. I mean, every single year, more people go to Dodger games than any other sporting event in the world. All right, so, so I think there's there's part of that that, that that comes into play. So do Dodgers fans then don't blame Kershaw, they blame Roberts for well, bringing him no, back at out? The sta- at, at the stadium last night, it was a bad scene. You know, I mean, there were people just basically, instead of like, let's go Dodgers, it was F you, Kershaw. I mean, that's, that's, it's, that's how ugly it got. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and All right, that's, so let me you know, ask- and for someone that, that meant so much to this team, that has done so much good for this team. He never should have been on the mound in the first place. Right. And that's why I kind of put that on Roberts. It's like, don't. So you would get rid position. of Roberts then, is what you're saying. It, it, well, remember, when you get rid of someone, you've got to replace him with someone. Okay. So let me do so, it. <laughs> at this point. Okay. So, so who do you want to replace? I mean, like, that's the thing. Who do you want to replace him with? Unfortunately, Allie, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. Hmm. I well, think they're going to look in a different direction. All right. Just get rid of Matt. Hang up on him. <laughs> He's ruining her chances. He's ruining my yeah. whole life goal. Like, look, every, everybody's screaming for Joe Madden, and he has a relationship with Andrew Friedman, and he helped win a, a World Series in Chicago. But if you talk to people around baseball, they'll tell you the Cubs were sick of him. Like, they were over it. The fact that, you, hey, Chris Bryant, you're starting at third base today. Tomorrow you're in right field. On Wednesday you're going to play second base because let's see how that works. And watch my wacky games that we're going to play. Like, you know, basically about two years ago, people were like, hey, dude, Madden ain't working here. These guys are over it. And I think you have to remember that's what you bring in when when Joe is your choice. And look, it worked. They won a World Series, the first one in 100 years. Tampa was competitive every year with him despite having the lowest payroll. But guess what? Tampa's competitive right now, and he ain't there. You know, and they're, they're in a game five against the best team in baseball in the Astros. So, you know, I think, I think you have to be careful um, when you have a team that has had this kind of success Best record in the National League this year. Back-to-back World Series appearances. They should have won. That you know, look, you can argue Dave Roberts blew the World Series in 2017, mm-hmm. but Clayton Kershaw had two leads in that Game Five, two leads, and he blew them both. Yeah, definitely so resign him. Like, I mean, the, the funny thing about that though, Ali, like, what do you care about the money? It doesn't affect the Dodgers. The fact that they signed Clayton to that contract does not affect one iota what they're going to do with the rest of the team. So if you bring him back for it doesn't matter if it's a hundred million, thirty million, this team is worth billions of dollars. Like that's what I never understand. So that's sort of irrelevant to the argument. Okay, then I'll just go with the argument that he collapses in the postseason and he crumbles under the pressure. That's enough of an argument. And then on top of it, you reward that with the huge money. Yeah, it's okay. So you don't think he's worth it? Like, you don't think Clayton Kershaw makes that team 30 million bucks a year? Of course he does. There's more jerseys with his name on the back than anywhere else. His starts get the most people to show up when he pitches at Dodger Stadium. I mean, it's still worth the money, you know? It's, and he had a great regular season. Without Clayton Kershaw in that rotation, throwing those 200 innings, winning those 15 games, maybe, you know, maybe you don't even make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, so it's, it, there's, there's really? given, that, that's where I put more of it on Dave Roberts. Like, that's where I'm like, so you hey, get rid of Dave you, Roberts. All right, at least we can all agree on that. <laughs> okay. 
Matt yeah. Money Smith, we're out of time. It was a bad decision. <laughs> we're out of time. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, Matt does the play-by-play for the Chargers, and also he's part of Petros and Money Show, which is 3 to 7 p.m. on 570 a.m. Money. That'll be a good one today. Good, yeah, good one today. Oh, good sure times. The autopsy, I'm sure, will continue, and thank you for talking to <laughs> us. I appreciate it. You got it. Absolutely. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Sally is here now with a look at what's happening. Well, Rihanna won't be hitting the stage at the Super Bowl, and the singer has explained why. In a new interview with Vogue, Rihanna revealed that she turned down the opportunity to perform at the halftime show in support of Colin Kaepernick. She said, quote, absolutely, I couldn't dare do that. For what? Who gains from that? Not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. There's things within that organization that I do not agree with at all, and I was not about to go and be of service to them in any way. She's got a point. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. She then went on to speak about the president, about mass shootings, and she even put the pregnancy rumors to rest. She was asked by Vogue's editor-in-chief, Anna Wintour, do you hope to have a baby soon? And Rihanna replied, I don't think about stuff like that, but I don't know. It's God's plan. But I look forward to all of the pregnancy rumors after this interview. (laughs) So that's... Is it because, I mean, is it because she's put on weight? Like, is that why they think? Like, yeah. Is that worse? Really? hmm It's weird. Is it? Kind of. Why would she they... didn't gain weight with her belly. You... I mean, she, like, gained weight all around. Well, it wasn't like no, I there was a specific video that it literally looks like she's holding on to a, a baby, baby bump in the yes. video. I mean, her face is bigger, everything. She just kind of... Not, I don't think she's heavy at all. I just think her body type changed. Mm-hmm. She was also kind of like a kid when she first came out. But, like, I don't know. I never thought... I don't know. I just never thought... Sorry, I thought she was pregnant. I thought she was thick with... Two, Babies come out of her butt, right? Yeah. I don't think so. I think that's a that important problem. Yeah, that is how. Yeah. That is how. Uh, okay. Speaking of babies, is it a toilet baby? Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively welcomed their third child together secretly over the summer. What? The famous pair managed to, uh, to keep the news of her pregnancy quiet for months, hmm. and their boy, their bye, they bought more time um, towards the end of her pregnancy. So I don't know if you remembered um, the premiere of Detective Pikachu in uh, May. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Yes, That's you do. where she revealed her pregnancy. And then in June, she made her last public appearance. She kind of went dark on social media. So people were like, whoa, how far along is she? Like, nobody had any sort of timeline, and they never really said anything. Mm-hmm. So when she had the baby over the summer, no one knew. Yeah, no outlet. That's a has... pretty high, high-profile couple. Yeah. Like one of to pull the that off. highest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no outlet has revealed the baby's gender, name, birth date, but mm. People, Us Weekly, and E all confirmed that Reynolds and Lively did indeed welcome the child this summer. And a source spilled to Us Weekly that the secrecy was quite the undertaking and planned with the precision of a military exercise. Wow! So I would guess you have to. Yeah, at that point. Do any yeah. of you care, other than the baby's healthy, do any of you care what sex it is? Any In of general? those stats? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think now that we, we, have, we have a son, I'd like, if we do it again, I'd like to have no, a daughter. No, no, I'm saying oh. do you care about their... Celebrities. The oh, celebrity. No, that, that's what no. I'm saying. Is like people are all like, oh, what, what sex is the baby and all that kind of stuff. No. I don't care. I hope they're happy. I think it's I weird. the baby's healthy. I think it's weird that we want photos of babies. I I've said too. that before. I'm like, I don't want to see a celebrity's baby. That's odd. I do like when it's a whack, whack-a-doodle name. 
That makes Which me celebrities laugh. usually come yeah. through on. That I enjoy. Like Inspector or whatever. Inspector Pilot or yeah. something. Or like Super Pilot Nintendo. Inspector. Yeah. What yeah. if your name was Asshore? Oh. I think that's really um Well what if a name. What absolutely. Yeah, okay. What if? Kevin, you'll be happy to know there has been quite a bit of Friends news uh, lately. Yes! That Is there I, a reunion? That I haven't been bringing you because it's literally those type of stories. Like you see them at dinner together and then, is there a reunion? Mm-hmm. And I haven't been bringing you those stories, but... Thank you, I appreciate it. So what's next? There is a Jennifer Aniston story in the news right now, but it has nothing to do with Friends. Huh. But that doesn't mean that the Friends hype machine won't kick in. Jennifer Aniston is talking? Is yes. there a reunion? Yes. It's possible. Um, while she was promoting her new newsroom series, The Morning Show, she vented her frustration that there isn't a lot of variety at the multiplexes these days. Remember Martin Scorsese's uh, views on Marvel? Superhero movies, Superhero movies, talked about Marvel. Um, She didn't go quite that route, but she did say that she goes to movies and there's just nothing anymore except for animated family movies, exclusivity um, with franchises, superhero movies, Mm -hmm. um, then with only the occasional Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The rest tends to wind up on Netflix, even her most recent Adam Sandler movie, Murder Mystery. But she said, it's changed so much. I think we would so love to have the era of Meg Ryan come back. I just think it would be so nice to go to a movie theater, sit cozy. Which I enjoy right there. Just sit cozy. Meg Ryan's part of the reunion? No. Uh, I think we should have a resurgence. Let's get the terms of endearment back out there. You know, heaven can wait. Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles. And she just what? randomly just What's happening? movies out of the air. Like, at first she was, like, naming rom-coms and yeah. she wants to make it Ryan back. Now and she then she's like, movie she likes. She's like, and Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles, which I totally support Agreed. any Mel Brooks movie. But to put it in the same kind of, like, rom-com It sounds like she was, was just starting to list movies that she could think of at that point. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> just ones like Jensen said, maybe just ones she liked. Yeah, but could be. It, that quote made me kind of giggle. And I enjoyed it. Very, very much. You guys, uh, well, Adler's too young. He probably isn't doing chores right now. No. no? Adler okay. is three but months But soon, old. He's, uh, he's drooling. He's pretty he lazy, so there, soon. Let's yeah. get him out vacuuming, there. vacuuming, doing yeah, that. He's a waste right now. Once he chores, I feel like he's worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's drooling a lot. Is that a chore? It's, it's a chore, chore for to you. clean it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to teach him not to drool. I've been trying. And it's gross. So I put the duct tape over his mouth. Oh, okay. whoa. No, he didn't, everybody. Don't worry. It didn't happen. That was a joke. Stand down. It's a joke. Kevin, did you give your kids allowance? Yeah. Do you remember how much it was? Um, uh, not really. It was not very much. A couple hundred a week? No, like, (laughs) no, like 15, 25 bucks a week. They don't really spend, they don't really have a need for money. <laughs> what are wow! No, I mean live it that at, way. What do they live at Club Med? No, no, I don't what mean it that way. I'm just shell? saying, like, they're not doing expensive things. <laughs> they're in all <laughs> one of those shells. inclusive resorts. <laughs> they come into the kitchen. They're like, I would like an omelet uh, and a smoothie. Not at all. Uh, not sorry, smoothies extra. Not that at all. What come I meant. with the plan. I just meant, you know, you buy them clothes, yeah. so they have that. Yeah. Not, they don't buy a lot of stuff for them. That's yeah. expensive right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, nowadays, uh, kids are getting $30 a week in allowance. Wow, that is, that the is a average. lot. That's a lot. I got yeah. $5, so... I don't even think I got a weekly allowance. I think I got it according to chores. Mm-hmm. So Oh, if, you got yeah. paid for chores. Good. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, VHS money over here. Right? I mean... I mean, we did own VHS tapes. 
back unbelievable. in the 80s. With the, with the big case. With it, yeah. It was the hardcover. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, super rich. What's that like? Yeah. So $30 a week in allowance. That sounds pretty good. That is good. I'm kind of in. Yeah, for taking out the trash. Right? Taking out the trash. Maybe you do the dishes every now and then. Cool. Easy money. Look what we have to do for money. You kids have it so easy nowadays. You don't. Also, get you off our lawns. S- yeah. You kids don't have it easy, and we're so sorry with the world <laughs> we're leaving you. Some birthdays. Mario Lopez, Bradley Whitford, Dale Earnhardt Jr., David Lee Roth, and Rose MacGyver, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's time for R.J. Bell. Because he's R.J. Remember was zero and three two yeah. weeks ago. There, two weeks ago, there's two ways to look at redemption. There's what happened to Clayton Kershaw, right? Right. Which and then he's and, pretty much looks like a crushed human being. And then then you have to come back from zero and three. Right. RJ had a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Two and one last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. I have an official statement to make. Uh, oh, okay. Go right, ahead. Fair. Now I want to say. And maybe it's just as the years go by, but I find myself thinking a lot about the children. The children. And the children and the future. And I have a statement. Now, this is a quote uh, Martin Luther King has used a very... So I'm not sure if it's appropriate, but I'm just It's not appropriate, but I mean, go ahead, please. And it's a short one. The arc of existence is long, especially on this show, but it bends towards justice. Right. Okay. Right. And, and, you're equating, and you're equating that to you? Uh, no, just justice. Okay, justice. And, and we won. Would you agree that um, the children are our future? Oh, well, I don't even think it's debatable. Okay. Okay, okay. good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, he came back with a vengeance. Yes, he yep. did. Yeah. 10 and 5 on the season is pretty good, considering he is picking with the line, with the points. He is, Which yeah. is a lot harder than picking winners and yep. losers, basically. Well, listen, if you hit over 50... Two and a half percent, you win money. Now, how many people you think win money at sports betting? Not many. Exactly. Well, right here, Kevin and Bean listeners <laughs> do. All right. Who are your picks for this week, RJ? Okay. So we have what we call the big dog, and we've got the L.A. team involved, but we're going the other way. San Francisco plus three and a half against the Rams. And here's the thinking. The Rams, last couple years, much better team. They made the Super Bowl last year. Congrats. But Todd Gurley is hurt. No one understands exactly how, but he's hurt. They're not really talking about it, but the running back's not playing near the same. Jared Goff, their big dollar quarterback, without the threat of the run, is not near as effective. San Francisco, recently not as good, but this is a good young team with Jimmy G. Many find him very handsome, Jimmy G. And, <laughs> and they've got a lot of attention off of that. But right now, they're getting three and a half in this game. So home field typically in the NFL is three. This line assumes the Rams are the better team. I don't think it's true. Pick number one, San Fran plus three and a half. All right, okay. your best bet is Minnesota Vikings minus three over the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, so three again is the typical home field. Minnesota's at home. The assumption is these are even teams. No, no, no. Minnesota is the better team, and here's why. Philly, again, won the Super Bowl not that long ago. People remember how good they are. If you look at their team on paper, Philadelphia, they're very good, but they're injured. 
But you might say, RJ, last week Philly looked great. Yeah, they played the Jets with a <laughs> third-string quarterback in. The big weakness of Philly is their defensive backs, right? You can throw the ball on them, but third-string quarterbacks don't throw the ball. So it looks like they did well, the Eagles, but it was really the deficiency of the other team, the Jets. So now Minnesota, Kirk Cousins isn't great, but he can throw. So we're going Minnesota minus three. All right, and your big game pick is Green Bay Packers minus four over the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and this is Monday night. We're going Green Bay minus four. There's a few home fields in the NFL that are better than average. Mm -hmm. One of them is Green Bay. Seattle's another one. New Orleans is another one. All right, so Green Bay's better. So four's about right for home field here. In fact, as great as Aaron Rodgers has been in his career, he's exactly 500 straight up on the road, only 50-50, but he's so much better at home. Detroit has had a surprisingly good year, but really they haven't proven to be an equal team to Green Bay. So this is just a matter again. Who's the better team? Who's at home? Well, Green Bay is a little bit better. They're at home with especially good home field. So pick number three, Green Bay Packers yeah. minus four. And I would find it very difficult to bet against Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football. That and would and I hard. think he is a person who gets a lot of attention that likes to step up mm -hmm. when the lights are extra bright as it is on Monday Night Football. Agreed. All right, so your big dog pick is San Francisco 49ers plus three and a half uh, at the LA Rams. Your best bet is Minnesota Vikings minus three over the Eagles and your big game pick is Green Bay Packers minus four over the Lions. And history says that we have a heck of a chance to win. <laughs> Martin Luther King over there. Right? <laughs> you can follow RJ on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. The website is pregame.com. You can get the podcast which is RJ Bell's dream preview and his daily radio show is straight out of Vegas with RJ Bell. Free at Bell. last. Free at last. <laughs> RJ Bell. Oh, Thank you sir. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Because he's RJ K-Rock. This day in history with old man Ruben. Ruben? What? Oh, hey. We gonna do this? Sure. Just got some stuff on my mind. Hey, we can do it later if you want. No, it's fine. It's just... Do you guys ever wonder about the one that got away? Not really. Well, I do. We went to elementary school together in France. And she was raised by a peasant family in the Northeast. She was funny, determined, and she just got me. She was a warrior, a true fighter, who stood up for what she believed in and was burned at the stake unfairly. Uh -oh. I never even got to say goodbye. I miss her sometimes. I love you, Joan of Arc. What? Dude, let's just do a new one tomorrow. Yeah, that's probably for the best. See, because Ruben is old. Wow. He's emotional. We did play What's My Age again just before that. That's so. very funny. He's emo. I don't uh, think we've been able to date, actually get a date on how old he is. It yeah. flips around. It yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. He changes his mind all the time. Uh, here's the headline. Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love's $7.5 million Seattle home is up for sale. That's right. Uh, oh. It's... 
crazy because even Bean and I were like trying to figure out if this is when we first heard it. We we're like, is this the one he killed himself in? And the answer is, yeah, it mm-hmm. definitely is the one he killed himself in. Seven point five million dollars is the asking price. Uh, it is a hundred and seventeen year old house. Oh, okay. I love it already. Uh, it was purchased by the couple back in nineteen ninety four, and then Love sold it in nineteen ninety seven. Three years after he took his own life in the uh, on the property in April. Can I ask 94. a kind of sensitive question, please? What kind of cleaning? do they do? Well, in this case, it appears, even though there are no pictures of the inside of the house, uh-huh. it appears they've completely torn down the uh, kind of like garage in which he killed you himself. You would sort of have to. You, you? I think you, you have to start it over. Yeah. But... Uh, but to say the rest of the house is the same. Yeah, they only lived there for a few months before he killed himself, so it's not like they have a, a ton of history there. But you are living in the house that Kurt Cobain killed himself in, and yeah. you, you'd have to think about that every day. Nah. I would. Nah. One of the most famous suicides of all time. I, yeah, we live here. I don't think I would think about it every day, but I do think I'm a what's the downside person. Downside? Mm-hmm. The ghost of Kurt Cobain. Right. Rad. Rad. Upside. Give it to me. It's not an upside. <laughs> yes. Ghosts, ghosts are not chill. They're not just like, they're not, he's not going to party with you and sing his How favorite. How do you know, man? Yeah, you don't know. Because ghosts are tortured, man. No, a lot of them are just like in limbo and they just want to chat. Limbo's terrible. They no, just want to chat. they're super happy and they just want to chat. Nah, man. You've seen Beetlejuice. They don't, <laughs> no. They, even when they're good, they're bad. See? My real opinion on this is I don't believe in ghosts. Mm. And yet, how? what's the downside of buying another one? Of not living in this house? Just in case I'm wrong. Well, what if I'm wrong? There's another item up for sale of Kirk Cobain's right now, and it's the sweater he used uh, during his unplugged performance. Oh, the on one MTV, with all the yeah. holes in it? Yeah. The raggedy one? Yeah, and it's okay. going for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is the second time it's sold in auction. But the even crazier part about that, no one's ever washed it. Really? Yeah. It's never been washed since his unplugged performance, and that makes it worth more money. Mm. So I'm, you know, I'm already creeped out. To collectors. I'm already creeped out by the idea that people want to live in his house and wear his unwashed sweater. Yeah. I, I have zero interest in the sweater. But you want to live in the house. 100%. Like no, it smells like donkey ass. 100%. Like donkey ass. Oh, not the house, the sweater. Oh. Uh, you would live there. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Not, no reservations at all. None. Would you live in a murder house at all? Yeah. Like, if you, okay, so if a real estate agent showing you something and they were like, hey, uh, so beautiful house, you're like, oh my God, this is mm-hmm. perfect for my needs. A man killed his whole family in the bedroom. Uh, two kids and a, and a wife. And you're like, mm. I'd be like, found the nursery. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I, really? I have problems with someone even died of natural causes in a house. Well, I know that somebody died in my place. Really? And really? I feel her and she's there. And I think it's the coolest thing. You yeah. feel her and you think yeah, she's there. I literally right, before... can see like a gray sometimes when I'm walking and then I'll look and it just kind of like, I'm not saying it evaporates, but it's no longer there. I right. sound nuts. Listen, Allie's crazy. <laughs> We're going to take your calls. 1-800-520-1067. And the question is, would, would you, you live in a murder house or do you? Do you? Would you live in a murder house? Do you? Or is that a deal breaker? No, nope, yeah. I'm out. I don't want to have yeah. anything to do with it. Yeah. And let's stay away from, I mean, even though I wouldn't necessarily pick a house with heart attack or natural causes, I'm not thrilled about it right but i mean let's talk about some real stuff here let's talk about like american horror story houses and stuff oh, like yes. creepyville like you know that there were like a, a child who went nuts and like cut the heads See, off her some parents. people are drawn to that what well, i'm just saying like, <laughs> was terrible i want to hear like terrible police <laughs> stories jensen's kink yeah some people really are attracted to that mm-hmm. i'm not one of them i don't need that house. I right. just think there's other houses for sale, right? Because people live in like the Sharon Tate house. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes. people live in that one That's for sure. It's not for me. I, I, don't, I, I can't say I'm attracted to it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't bother me it at all. It wouldn't deter you even. What if you had no. two houses that were equally 
in your eyes, they were mm-hmm. perfect, both yes. of them. Would when, you pick the one where the one kid is, didn't cut off the parent's head? Wow. Why is it always a kid? <laughs> I don't know. It's just this going off this example. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I, I feel like there's always a house that's going to be a little bit better. So that would determine it. But the it Menendez be... house. Oh, you want to go live in the Menendez? The OJ I house. I wouldn't live in Calabasas. Well, fine. The OJ <laughs> house. <kidding. laughs> the OJ house. The Redwood OJ house. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, no issue at all. No. That's so weird to me. Is it really? It's sort yes. of a deal breaker for me. I'm big really? time. Yes, I don't. You guys know. are cucks. No, that's again not again, the same not right? how that works. Okay. But I'm it's saying used. I'm I, I would. It's just it's a, a deciding factor. I don't need like I same. It's a very easy way to go. Oh no no, I'm not living. It in would just house. turn you off. You wouldn't even think about it again. My Move question on. is: Are there any other houses for sale? And the answer is yes. Yes. So okay, I yeah. don't. Many of them. So I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I don't, okay. I don't want that house. What if it's just the perfect house has everything you want except some kid hacked off his dad's head? Dad again, and mom. Again, my favorite crime. That's, <laughs> <So> that's <laughs> the one I'm sticking with. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Stephanie in Irvine. We'll take one call here. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. Would you live in a murder house? Let's call it just a murder house for shorthand. Yes, murder house. I would, actually. You, you yeah. would? Okay. Okay. My father lives in one, and this is his second. Whoa, like he's picking them out on purpose. Or he's doing the murder. Is he creating the murder house? (laughs) No, actually, the first one he rented, it was called the Dead Man Special. And that was in Irvine. And uh, apparently someone had been murdered, and um, they couldn't rent it. I don't even want to hear the rest of the story after Dead Man's House. I'm out. Dead Man's special. Special. I'm out. That's, Nothing special well, about it, that. But. That's it a gets deal breaker. Better. Well, the okay. price it gets, was probably It gets special. better, yeah. you guys. It gets better because last year he bought a home in Colorado. And while he was going through escrow, the family ended up telling him the truth about the house, why it had been on the market for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy killed his wife and young kid. Oh, my oh God. God. In the I'm, house. Allie's celebrating like she wants to live there. What's what happening? What is wrong with you people? All right, Stephanie, does this make... Oh, wait, you just said you would live now. So this doesn't make you worry about your dad. Yeah. Not at all. Hmm. He actually called me and said, would, would you have a problem buying this house? I said, not at all. Why not? People die all the time. They die in the street. They die in the hospital. You know. You know. Yeah, you know the, I don't you know, live you know in the street vo- or hospital, Stephanie. <laughs> Both examples are perfect. I love you, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you for calling, Stephanie. We appreciate it. 1-800-520-1067 is the number. We'll take your calls next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. We're taking calls on would you live in a murder house? Murder house, of course, being short for someone was killed there, not yeah. just died of natural causes. Correct. Uh, Julie is our first call in Newport Beach. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, guys. Morning. How are you doing? Okay, I'm going to guess based on your peppy good morning that you would not want to live in a murder house. I actually 100% agree with Allie. Yeah, oh, you're my live people. In a murder house. Nobody wants to be on her side. I got to <laughs> be honest. Everyone does. That's welcome, what I Julie. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you would? So Thank you yes. would? That that factor would make you want to live in a house more. Yeah, I think it just makes the house more interesting, and I think it's hilarious if you had, like, a dinner party and be like, oh, by the way, someone died right where you're standing. Amazing. No, that's a terrible terrible idea. No, it's amazing. I don't want to eat at your house. Haven't you guys seen The Shining? This ends terribly. No. (laughs) Julie, would would you do like I would do? I would definitely have seances. I would do all that stuff. Uh, What'd oh, you say, Allie? Oh. Would you, I would have like a seance, I would have friends over for dinner parties and then be like, guess what, guys, we're going to contact some spirits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you would. Okay. Yeah, because you're creepos. Why don't right. you just put, no. leave the chalk lines no, in always, while you're at it? 
Julie, your your phone is cutting out. I'm sorry, Julie, but thank you for calling. You've gone bye-bye, as has Allie. (laughs) All good, but thank you for calling. Let's go to Katie in Riverside. We're talking about would you live in a murder house? Katie. Yes. Hey, party people. What's happening? (laughs) We don't have any of those. (laughs) What is going on? We have zero people that will say no. We are purely a psychopath show. What's happening? (laughs) And it's all been women, let's be honest. it has all been women. (laughs) All right, Katie. I'm 100% with Allie as well. I lived in um, widow's quarters. So for those of you who are not familiar, uh, widows widows were sent to live all together if their husband died in the war. And our house was widow's quarters. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was a 100-year-old craftsman house here in Riverside. And um, it was divided up. Chopped up into very small rooms. Oh, even, the way and, even the way she said chopped yeah, up. Same. Yeah, she's same. Yeah, she's into it. She's like, a, like, oh. she's like a Dexter. <laughs> I don't like the way she said that. <laughs> what a nut job. <laughs> oh, that's why I love you guys. Um, okay. So um, at night, uh, we would hear sounds. There was an attic that nobody had been in in years. And we heard we heard laughing coming from up there. Separate times. I we mean, talked listen, about it afterwards. Listen, awesome. I want to see that movie. I don't want to live in that house. Exactly. Oh. exactly. <laughs> I want to visit Katie. I live for movies right. like that, but I'm not interested in... So well, me cool. and Allie will make a movie together and we'll give you 10% of the royalties. Oh, okay. Done. Katie, we're not kidding. Sounds, I can chat. I get like 10, a deal. No. I get 10% sounds, for nothing. Katie. legally binding. Thank <laughs> you, Katie. Damn it, Katie. <laughs> All right, let's go to line eight uh, and say good morning to Heather. Good morning, Heather. Good morning. Would you live in a murder house? 100% yes. What? Uh, what is wow. going on? What are you women Absolutely. doing? Wow. No guys yet. We're in a coven. Yes, I would. Okay. Uh, and you would love it. That Like, that would be an advantage to you. That is my dream come true. Have you ever lived in a house where someone has died before? <laughs> yes, I have. I lived in my grandfather's house. My grandfather died on the toilet. Oh. And my dad found him. Okay. We're not laughing at and, that. It's just weird no, that, that, was, that was the first detail that, you actually. gave us. It was, I mean, that's an, Okay. <laughs> It's a little creepy because nobody wanted to move into his house. There's three three houses on the property, and I was like, I am going to move there. I don't care. Nobody wanted to walk in the door, period. Why aren't any of those people calling that say, I don't want to walk into that house? <laughs> nobody would come in my house for like three months, and I literally could swear I could see my grandfather on the toilet, dead. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't, hard. hold on, it wasn't even his ghost? He was dead still? No, it was just him dead on the toilet. Oh, oh that's so sad. But then, I... after a lot of drinking and, you know, partying going on, it just became like a really nice presence, and I could feel him in the house, and it was awesome. I like right. it. Her grandfather it on the around. toilet was a great presence in yeah. the house. His spirit, maybe <laughs> not where he died. Heather's gone bye bye as well. No, thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. We appreciate the call. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Valerie in Covina. Good morning, Valerie. Hello. Would you live in a murder house? No, because I grew up in one. I don't want to do that again. What that happened? She already lived in one. counts. So when I was little, we moved into a house, which my parents still live in, and the neighbors were like, oh, you know, a man killed his wife in the house, oh. like, two people ago, and, um... So, you know, my parents were like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, growing up, I would always see things and hear things in the house 
when I was little, I would see people walking in front of my bed like ghosts. Mm -hmm. Like they were transparent. I would hear voices. I'd get up and I'd tell my parents I hear things. I was only like five years old. And um, my parents would come in my room. They're like, there's nothing in here. And I'm like, you don't hear that? I would hear the voices. And it would just baffle me that they couldn't hear what I was hearing while they're telling me they don't hear anything. And I'm like, no, they're they're talking. Do you hear that? That's because people that don't believe don't see ghosts. That's the thing, I think. <laughs> well, and then later years, it kind of faded away for a little while. But I always had the weebie-jeebies in the house. Faded away for a little while. And then it started happening again and I would wake up in the middle of the night to see something watching me sleep and I would try to kick it away and my foot would go through the ghost and my dog would be growling at at it too because he could see it okay. and my dog All would right. like okay. watch this thing go back and forth so, and you're, so you're out you're, I'm sorry we have to go Valerie crazy but, person, right, Valerie? but thank you for the call mm-hmm. um, uh, there's one that, that made me believe in humanity a little bit right Anyone else? Sort I, of. I liked it. Hey, Stephanie. That's the first right. no we got. Yeah. Well, she, she had lived in one, she had though, lived and in she one. kicked through a ghost. I don't know how we're thinking that's just normal, but go on. <laughs> Stephanie, hi. Would you live in a murder house? Hi. Hi. Um, no. <sighs> Definitely not. There we go. That's our person. Why, why are you against it? Um, I have a friend who lives in an old Victorian-style home in Pasadena that's uh, massively haunted, um, and... As you do, we show up at his house at about midnight for tea fairly fairly frequently. Sure. Um, and one night we did, uh, just after he had completed a seance for a client, because he's also a psychic, mm-hmm. um, and my friend was possessed by whatever spirit he had welcomed into him um, to perform the seance, and it was just the strangest night of my life. What's um, in that tea? Well, I yeah. need that name of that tea. Was he on ayahuasca? Like, what? Uh, what? Uh, we didn't. We didn't actually have tea. Um, one of the weird parts about that night was instead of tea, he pulled out seven bottles of wine. Um, oh, that's just drunk. Annoying. Your friend was drunk, dude. That's he not... wasn't drinking. Mm. He was giving us his wine for free. Oh, mm. I see what's happening. Just so he could put on a show for drunk people of pretending he's possessed? <laughs> Makes sense. Maybe. And then, and then they would know. buy it. Yeah, they would get it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that <Yeah>. creepy? <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Hey, it's Mama Mugs. Nope. (laughs) You know what it isn't? Mama Mugs. She's done now. That is not her. Season's over. And we're not doing that. She cursed it enough. We um, put up a poll each day to see which song you want to play for Halloween Mm -hmm. every day this month. And that was the Ramones Pet Cemetery, which goes back in the hopper, I assume. That definitely was not. That was Rob Zombie, Dracula. Yeah. 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 It was the other one. So you wanted to play the loser again is what you're saying. No. I mean, we played the loser yesterday accidentally. Mm -hmm. And then you announced the loser today. Yes. We love losers here. But I'm going to put Pet Cemetery back in because we should okay. play it. Yeah, it That's could a go good back. song. I so. mean, if we're going with that, close. play Mama Mugs. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Uh, 941, time for one final look at what's happening with Allie McKay. <laughs> really stuck up on she me. She had no idea. That's what we were doing here. Holy crap. <laughs> what's going on, you guys? That's me, what we're asking you. What's happening? On, let me turn on my lamp that I have to use. Hey, it's Mama Mugs. She's not today. Guys, Billie Eilish. Yes, right? we love her. Yeah. Polestar reports that a half million tickets were just sold during the first hour of the on sale for a 42-date tour that's going to take Billie through North America, South America, and Europe over five months starting in March 2020. They then went on to say there is likely no hotter, more in-demand artist on the planet right now. 
Yeah, I believe that. I yeah. believe that as well, you guys. She's uh, she's selling out arenas, you guys. Yeah. I mean, in when, record when, time. When she did Acoustic Christmas uh, last year, I felt like, a, and that was even kind of before her big break, there was mm-hmm. like a feverish yeah. like uh, fandom around her. Yeah. And then she played Coachella, and she didn't play the main stage. She played the outside stage, which mm-hmm. is next to it, mm-hmm. and there were more people there than yeah. the main stage for most bands. Unbelievable. It was crazy. Uh, before she played acoustic, um, a friend of mine brought her 12-year-old, 12-year-old daughter to see her, and she said, I've never experienced anything like that, even when I was a kid, and I went to see like a new kids on the block or an in sync this fever swell this mm-hmm. like she said it's like nothing i have ever experienced in my life well she has great songs and yes. she's also a great performer mm-hmm. and she's, she's good cool. live and she's cool and she's cool yeah i agree it's like when when our parents looked at new kids or in sync they'd be like oh it's just pop and expendable and we've seen this come and go with billy it's like actual artisanship you know what i mean yeah. she's actually really good did you almost curse no okay. artisanship no Artisanship. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I was. I thought you, you were saying artist and. Yeah. No, okay. No, no, no. I was. Right. I was. A, a Don't little, bleep me. Okay. I was a little confused as well. Any of you following uh, the Mindy Kaling stuff yesterday? A little uh, bit. No. Woo. What happened? Okay, so you know that she was a huge part of the office. Writer, executive uh, producer, director. Oh, and she also was a co-star on it. Like sure. she did everything. Well, it's pretty interesting because in the early years on the show, she said that the Television Academy tried to strip her of a producer's credit when The Office was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series. Wait, she was a producer and then they wanted to take that away? Yeah. They... Well, just to explain, like most, yeah, TV, most TV writers are also producers. All of the TV writers for that show are yes, producers. Okay. Yes, in some way, shape, or form, a different name producer. Okay. But yes, she was a producer of the show and a writer, yes. Um, they felt like there are too many producers on this list to be considered. Um, but they only were going to cut her, the sole woman of color at the time, That's from crazy. the list. Um, apparently, they then said when the other producer stepped in, which she mentioned, yeah, they're all a bunch of white guys. But thankfully, my friends who stepped in and said to the Academy, what are you doing? They then had her write an essay about her contributions as a writer and a producer. F you. She had to get letters from all the other male white producers saying that I had actually contributed when my actual record stood for itself. Oh my gosh. Oh, 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 you. Uh, The Academy denies that. They said, oh no, no, we didn't single you out at all. That's not what happened. And she... Did she have to write an essay? Yeah, she did. Okay, that's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then... She was not about to let the Academy essentially lie. Um, so she wrote on Twitter, Respectfully, the Academy statement doesn't make any sense. I was singled out. There were other office writer, performer, producers who were not cut from the list. Just me, the most junior person and a woman of color. Easiest to dismiss, I guess. That's... An incredible bitch. The Television Academy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just making sure we are on no, the No, I like her standing up for herself there. Yeah, it's, and she said she didn't say it for a long time because it's very important to be in good standing with the Television Academy. Yeah. They're the ones that, you know. Make decisions make on those decisions things. decisions yeah. and all of that. But she finally was like, yeah, nope. Not, not going to really talk about this much anymore. <laughs> 
So in a new interview, Captain Marvel star Brie Larson said she and a, quote, lot of other actresses from the superhero franchise have approached Marvel Studios president and head honcho over there, Kevin Feige, about teaming up down the line in the cinematic universe. She said, we were like, we're in this together. We want to do this. I'm not in charge of the future of Marvel, but it's something that we're really passionate about and that we love. And I feel like if enough people out in the world talk about how much they want it, maybe it will happen. Feige has said in the past um, and expressed interest in an all-female Marvel film. So not clear when and if it will happen, but you put things out to the universe. The secret. The secret. I don't I don't want to sound like Martin Scorsese here. Go ahead. Go ahead. But if Brie Larson just continues to make Marvel movies, we never get the cool Brie Larson we saw in like her older independent stuff or anything. We never get to see like acting Brie Larson. She's person. not going to still be doing that? I mean, not if she just makes two of these well, movies yeah. a year. No. Won't be time. I don't know. I mean, that girl's got to eat. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> you, everyone, I, listen, we all love being rich. I get it. Let I do. The woman I, we couldn't all afford VHS rich. tapes as kids. I get it. Our television academy di- pipe down. Yeah, right. Right. Who is he? When did he become the man? That's an incredible bit. Yes, we're talking about Jensen right, right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner is the latest Hollywood star to slam influencers for promoting unhealthy products on social media, and in turn setting a pretty ridiculous standard for beauty. What Sophie Turner did was she took an Instagram shot, and filtered the heck out of it rosy cheeks, some larger lips. And then she posted, today I just want to promote this new powdered stuff that you put on your teeth. Basically, it's going to make you S your brains out. And it's totally really, really bad for me to be promoting young women and young people everywhere. But I don't really give a F because I'm getting paid money. <laughs> Influencer life. I'm nothing without my following. This comes a month after Instagram rolled out stricter rules regarding weight loss products or cosmetic procedures. Under the new rules, if a post promotes something with a price tag affixed to it, viewers younger than 18 would be prohibited from viewing the post. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Hmm. They're also banning content promising over-the-top miraculous transformations. Well, that's... Come on, some of those You see that everywhere. Some of those are so funny, though. (laughs) You're like, really? reporting me, bro. (laughs) That's not the same person. Right. At all. The before and after pictures are different people. Right? They are different races. Yeah, that That can't possibly be the same person. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy those. That is comical. But no, mm. they're banning those, you guys. They're banning them. That's right. your story right there. Glad I remembered this was what's happening. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Rose MacGyver, David Lee Roth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Bradley Whitford, and Mario Lopez. And that is what's happening. Thanks, Ali. In your drive home today, listen to Stryker and Klein's commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness to the SoCal helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning. An all-new Kevin and Bean show. We have comedian Ray Romano. Yeah. We have uh, Jimmy E. World coming in studio. Talk about the new album. And they're going to play a song They're going to play live. Very excited about that. And keep it 100 because tomorrow is Friday. Yes. Does Christine know? Yes. Yeah, I think she wrote up this paper. Oh, my God. Is she going to be okay? We should give her the day off. I mean, she's going to flip out. Yeah, we don't need her. Christine, we don't need you tomorrow. It's just we have to keep her away from them. Yeah. Right? Restraining order and all that? Yeah. It's concerning. Okay. We'll deal with that. Thanks for whispering. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 